The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Five three one zero six. Our technology correspondent Jess Kelly is with me. She was nodding along to that. <laughs> uh, Jess, great woman to offer you a cup of tea. She doesn't want you to say yes. Never say yes. Never say yes. Jess, two big tech stories around today. Let's talk about Kinzen in just a moment. This yep. Irish startup that's been bought by Spotify, Twitter first and foremost. On again, off again, on again. For now, I wouldn't hold your breath though. This is one of the cases that has been dragging on. So as I'm sure everybody will know by now, uh, Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter well above uh, what it was worth at the time. Uh, it was an incredible uh, multi million dollar deal that was going to change the face of technology. Uh, He offered to buy it at $54.20 a share which is remarkable. Then he did Elon's thing Uh, he sort of balked a little bit he had some concerns he said in relation to the number of uh, fake or bot accounts on the platform. Now he was saying I'm offering $44 billion here, it's a lot of money, I want to make sure that the number of active users on the platform are as reported. Twitter rebuffed this. They said, look, that's not the case. The number that we handed over was the number. Then they were looking to go to court because they couldn't get this resolved. Twitter wanted this deal to go ahead. Musk was saying he wasn't going to do it. They were due to be in court on October 17th. Uh, And then in classic Musk style, uh, a few messages were put out there between communications between Elon Musk the founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, and the current CEO of Twitter uh, on Friday. And then a letter emerged from Elon Musk saying that he is happy to proceed on the initial terms and conditions, providing all of this legal action gets squashed. All right. So is it likely to go ahead? I mean, is it more, you know, likely than not at this stage? I think it's more likely than not, purely because anyone who's analysed the case, now obviously we don't have all the facts and figures and all the rest, but... Twitter's case is stronger than Elon Musk's in this instance. Elon Musk was the one who came out of the blue with this one. He's, you know, at the time everyone was like, really? When the figure of $44 billion was announced, that was insane. Now, since... People wonder, does Elon Musk actually have that money? On paper, he might be worth it, but he'd have to sell everything he owns and he's not going to do that. Where's he going to come up with the money? $27 $27 billion worth of Tesla shares uh, were kind of jigged around a little bit uh, to try and get the cash. Now, what we know from some of the messages that were released on Friday is that um, a number of very influential figures had been in touch, like some of the Murdochs, for example, had been in touch with Elon, giving their take. Uh, and it's been suggested that maybe they were offering to be involved in some of the financing of this. So Twitter is... Although nobody else really wants to buy it, it is a valuable platform. There are millions of people on the platform. Elon Musk has since tweeted out saying that buying Twitter is a step towards getting uh, the X app built. I don't know if you've heard about the X app. Uh, I haven't. We don't really know much more other than the X app. It's kind of his vision for the future. So you know the way we've been talking quite a lot about the metaverse and how that's going to be the future of our digital lives? There's this notion that the X app, which Elon Musk wants to build, would be the platform on which we do everything. So you you wouldn't necessarily have different operating systems. You wouldn't have one thing for gaming and another thing for your work. It would just be... Does the world want to be ruled by Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, basically, is where is this sad, sorry state of affairs we find ourselves? What's the 
next stage in all of this though? Uh, not not the takeover by these <laughs> lunatics but rather the state of Twitter. Yeah, we're going to wait and see now what happens. We do have to see if this does come to pass. There's still, uh, you know, a number of terms and conditions to be met on both sides. Twitter has said that it is proposing that it goes ahead providing he pays the price that was agreed at the time. Now what's super interesting is since um, Musk letter has come out the stock price of Twitter has jumped up to $52 which is not that far away from the price that he was uh, he's offering to buy it for Mm. $54 so this is quite good news for Twitter if this does if this does come to pass however as I said I'm not going to hold my breath because I don't want to turn blue all right. Okay, we'll have to wait and see, and we'll be waiting a long time. I think is the implication uh, there. Jess Kinzen, who is what is Kinzen? Who is behind it, and who now owns it? This is a great story. So Kinzen, formerly known as Neva Labs, is an Irish company that was co-founded by Mark Little, uh, who I'm sure many people will know was involved in different tech companies, Twitter, and so on. Um, he was also a broadcaster beforehand and the founder of Storyful, and then Anya Kerr. So Anya and Mark first met when they worked at uh, Storyful, Mark's company, back in 2009. That company then was sold for a huge amount of money and uh, they set up what was then called Neva Labs. And they said that what they did was they sort of had experts who could decipher the best news sources and information. So basically declutter the noise of the internet. Um, And the company has since evolved under the brand of Kinzen. And it's very much in the space of uh, misinformation, disinformation, identifying trusted sources for public policymakers and other influential figures in business and politics to trust because, we, as we know, there's a huge amount of noise. Today it was announced they've been acquired by Spotify. Mm. Do you remember a few months ago we were talking about Spotify being in ever so slightly warm waters? Uh, Joe Rogan, the Joe That's Rogan the podcast. One. That was a very controversial move where, you know, we had musicians threatening to pull their music off the platform because they were disgusted about the misinformation or information, as he would say, that he was putting out there in relation to the COVID pandemic. Uh, So this is a move now that's been seen. It's very great news, obviously, for for the team at Kinzen. um, And it's great to see a, a brilliant Irish success story. But Spotify is saying that by acquiring and, you know, developing this collaborative partnership with Kinzen, they are reaffirming their commitment to creating a safe and enjoyable experience for creators and users. We have no idea how much they paid for it. Spotify throw money around. I mean, uh, well over 100 million euro, I think they've paid to Joe Rogan for his podcast. I think they bought another podcast platform for close to a quarter of a billion quid. How much money have they bought Kinzen for? still waiting for that figure, uh, but it is likely to be a substantial amount of money. It'll be interesting to see how much of an impact this will have because we do know from other tech acquisitions over the years that companies are bought, acquired, sort of, you know, brought into the circle, but you don't necessarily always see their impact. So it'll be interesting Mm. to see how Kinzen uh, being part of the Spotify organisation will actually impact the Yeah, because I know you mentioned Storyful which was sold to News Corp in the Mur- Murdochs for a, a tidy sum as well a few years ago and I think that they had trouble with that platform then once they took it over ha- how to make money out of it how to use it they had to pump an awful lot of more money into it. Kinzen itself as well is interesting. Uh, am I right in thinking there was, there was a kind of a pivot in the business plan because I, I mm-hmm. spoke to Mark Little back in the early days of it and Mark is really interesting to talk to on all of these things um, 
but the way he described it wasn't the company that you described there, if I put it that way. No, it, it has. It's absolutely developed. Um, so, that they, as I said, they rebranded, they changed it. But initially, it was very much trying to sift out the noise of the internet. It was trying to get sort of that expert-led news and information um, curation of content because there is so much. However, I do think... All of the stuff that's happened in the last number of years, if you think about, you know, since 2015, 2016, the Cambridge Analytica, all of the impact that technology has had on different uh, political systems, on different, uh, you know, systems in general, it has been very influential. So I think that the placement of Kinzen as somebody that can sift through misinformation, disinformation, extreme content online, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I, I do remember. As well, I think in COVID, they, they they landed a pretty plum contract as well with the uh, with the government. I'm not sure with which department to tackle COVID misinformation mm. uh, as well, if memory serves me right. But anyway, we wish Mark and Onion, everyone at Kinzen, uh, well, like I say, um, Mark, really impressive guy to talk to. He has struck oil twice, uh, it seems, after Storyful now, Kinzen. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.